Welcome to the Meteor Strike Podcast, where we talk about interesting meteor packages and other community contributions that make the Meteor JavaScript framework great. This is Episode 5 for Thursday, January 7th, 2016, although we're releasing on Friday, January 8th, 2016. <laughs> so we're a day late, but that's fine. Um, just catching up here. Week got away from us. Got Tecto in the studio. Hey. And um, so today, uh, again... Kind of keep this around 10 minutes, but we're going to talk a bit about the uh, cluster package. One of our favorites. This is a Meteor Hacks package, uh, uh, an Aeronota brainchild. And um, this is one that we have personal experience with, Tecto. Yes, we do. And uh, it's been an incredible addition to the suite of packages that we use. It's brought its own set of challenges, and we'll talk through some of those. But um, I would not want to go into production, especially with a... Uh, a system that needs to scale rapidly and, and handle increased load uh, without having this package available. Yeah, so uh, so kind of um, playing off the concept here off of the, uh, the cluster GitHub page from the docs. Um, so if you normally spin up a uh, Meteor instance uh, in production, let's say you've done the Meteor build, which is the command to, to build out your compiled version and, and your it, it basically converts in a sense it converts your meteor app into a node app that's then going to execute in a node environment uh, and you can do all your production settings from there much different than your development you know meteor create app environment meteor you know run environment uh, very much different but uh, one thing that happens is if you don't use some type of load balancer or something like cluster you basically have one instance running of the meteor app which means if that instance falls over, uh, if it just can't handle the load, let's say that it's getting you know pounded with DDP requests. Well, on top of that, you, you may have a multi-core server, and for all intents and purposes, if yep. you're running it this way, you have one core that is just you know cranking away, maybe dying even, and all the other cores are just idling. Yep, uh, and I believe if I remember correctly, some of my Node history, Node and still probably is is a single. Single thread, single core situation. Is that correct? Does that sound right? That, as far as I know. So, so that that's, and I think since you know Meteor is built on top of Node, um, that's you know you're getting that that aspect. But, um, but there. So when you need to scale Meteor, uh, it's about scaling DDP requests. And this is uh, from Aeronota's docs, and um, so you want to do horizontal scaling, and that's exactly what uh, Meteor cluster does, and uh, so. So it's 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 a load balancer, uh, and uh, it randomly by default it will randomly assign uh, an instance of node. It'll spin up multiple instances. You can control that, but it will randomly assign a new client a an instance. So uh, this this package comes with a boatload of settings that you can control via JavaScript settings in your app. Or uh, what I prefer to do in a production environment is to set it in the environment. I like using environment, environment variables. Environment variables, yep. Um, that's just a personal preference, but I, I just don't see the point in having that in a uh, in compiled app when you might want to change stuff. Um, right, depending and, on the server or whatever the case might be. So um, there is a there is an API for this package. It's very simple out of the box. Um, you can set the number of cluster workers. Um, so that depending on load, it'll, um, it'll, uh, well, you can set a, a, a number. There's also an auto setting. Um, we actually had an interesting, have we had great luck with auto? So 
we we have not had an issue with auto because we don't use auto. Uh, okay. But that was because a good friend of ours, um, Patrick, actually yes. ran into an issue. That's right. Uh, a while back, and he he is um. Uh, see, he was running an app. Lots of lots of traffic. Meteor app. A lot of traffic going on, and uh, he had, he was using Mup to deploy. He had Meteor cluster going. And, right. This was like a five hundred thousand a million hits a day kind of thing. Yep. And and so he, the thing was falling over a lot. And bottom line is, we as we were kind of going through debugging, looking at, um, uh, we had it on on a big screen here at HP five, and we we basically were kind of checking out, say what's going on, what, what's the logs, and we see we saw stuff falling over. And he had some, I think he had some maybe instances that were just kind of stuck, processes stuck. But we we when I saw it was myself and kind of a, I think I think a couple of other folks that were in the room at the time we almost all homed in on this one thing we anytime you see something auto and it's not set in a setting right. you're like what does auto do and i'm not saying auto doesn't work it may work fine in a lot of scenarios but i know for a fact at that point when we changed the worker count to a designated number right we we uh we made a choice based off the number of cores and his overall environment and yeah. uh, and that's it just started to hum yeah it was great so not not saying that hasn't been resolved since and and uh and maybe it was this particular case but we 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 generally have been setting the cluster workers to the count that we want. Um, the other thing that is really sweet about uh, about the API is you can actually do true microservices with this. So you can actually set up and say, "I want a, I want these three instances to fire up using the web service, so the web front end maybe, but then I want to have another two instances of cluster fire up nodes, uh, node instances running a search component." Um, and so you can control all that through the API and that's, I think it's actually the example in the docs that he gives is, is web and search and, um, uh, there's settings for allow public access. Um, and, uh, this is all, all a lot of that stuff can be controlled in the app also. So we, we've been uh, running it in production for a little while now yep. on a specific, uh, system and we've, we've definitely encountered a few things that. It'd be worth talking through. I think one of them is related to the fact that we uh, we're still finding bugs here and there in our architecture and, and implementation, and having uh, cluster in the mix has led to some interesting challenges around logging and getting some of the information back out of those four, however many instances of the Meteor app are launched by cluster. So I, the technicals on that, I'm not as deep into as you are, Shrop, but that's definitely been one of the pieces that you know I think. Um, just due to how it's implemented or how, at least how we've implemented it is still a little bit challenging. Yeah. So, um, so at our workplace and our meteor apps at work, uh, non HP five, uh, meteor apps that we've messed with, uh, we are, so we're, we're doing some up in places, but at, at the work, at the workplace, we actually are running uh meteor, not in up because we had some Linux servers that were secured locked down more. So, uh, in a sense that we, we couldn't just we couldn't just we can't just bring up a box and just run as root. Um, so uh, MUP was not a, a win for us there, uh, and, and not that anything's wrong with MUP. Uh, it's just a challenging environment. Yeah, it, it's it's it was just our scenario. So we found a there's a solution. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. But there's a solution that uh, allows us to use an upstart script, uh, and there's a blog post about it uh, out there that kind of based this off of. But we've made a lot of changes since. But it, it got us going where we just basically run it as a service more or less. And uh, it works really well. Well, um, and uh, so what's happening? It seems like, and, and if anybody's listening, we'd love to he- see comments on our blog. 
in, in, uh, in our comments for this uh, episode. But basically, we are not able to see the logs, as you mentioned, um, for the app. Because I think, this is my theory right now, we have actually logging going on in the upstart script. Right. Um, and I believe Cluster doesn't have any awareness that an upstart script is starting Node to begin with. So it doesn't know to, it doesn't, it doesn't know how to handle it. Right. It has no idea where to log or, or something along. There's a disconnect for whatever reason. Yep. Um, so... Well, one of the other issues as well is if we implement uh, recurring tasks, you know, kind of like a cron task inside a, a node environment, and then you put cluster on top of it, you can end up with four instances, let's say, that are all uh, independently trying to run tasks without awareness that the same task is being run on the same Mongo database by another instance, correct? Yeah, that that is one issue, and we've seen that. And, and it looks like that this microservices stuff could actually be a benefit for that. So you could, in theory, this is an idea, and it's kind of funny we're talking through this on a podcast. Right, but you could, in theory, call a service, and, and we, whichever instance grabs it, yep. runs that So task. we've got these aggregations, and those aggregations right. could run as a service, Correct. and we could keep those separate. Yeah, you still have to have something outside of the environment than uh, making the call for the microservice to run. But yes. Exactly. And uh, I, I do want to mention, this is interesting. So one thing, so we are actually using, in that instance, HAProxy in front of Cluster with Nginx in front of HAProxy. Um, and and that is working well for us at this point, um, so I don't want to I don't want to rock the boat with that. But I did in, something interesting that uh, is in the docs that I noticed yesterday uh, or the day before preparing for the podcast. Um, we uh, you generally put, it, it mentions here you generally put a load balancer nginx or ha proxy in front of Meteor, uh, then it will do load balancing. So um, interestingly enough, it's interesting that he's saying that we don't need uh, to have ha proxy or nginx. And reading further down, it does look like you can assign, um, you can actually let Cluster do the load balancing for you, replacing Nginx. You you can actually uh, assign IPs across, you know, you can, it, it'll handle SSL and IPs and DNS uh, configs uh, with Cloudflare. So there, there's, a, so there's I, a lot of Cluster we're not leveraging yet. Yeah. And so I think, I think the takeaway here is cluster even out of the box, just setting the workers to go is a huge win Absolutely. for scaling. And that's kind of where we're at taking baby steps. But I, I do believe if you dig into microservices and the balancers and, and uh, uh, some of these other aspects, I really think that it's worth digging into that and checking it out and uh, running tests and uh, you know, maybe some load tests against, um, against this, which maybe we need to talk about load testing well, yeah, Same. so maybe that'd be a, a episode to come up, but at a minimum, if you're going to uh, deploy a Meteor app and you have any hope of uh, growing and seeing it uh, get loaded up with users and so on, you definitely need to look at Cluster, and uh, we've we've barely scratched the sur- surface of what it's capable of. Couldn't agree more. And I think that wraps it up for today. Thanks. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>